the Subaru Canberra Rally at Canberra Returns this weekend for the grand final of the Bosch Motorsport Australia Rally Championship. Four-time winner Harry Bates will battle his brother Lewis for championship honours with a bumper field of contenders including Subaru's Molly Taylor lining up to spoil the party. Catch all the action on Saturday out past Connor Reserve and at the Cowan Rally Village on Sunday with the championship deciding Eero Power Stage and Podium Celebrations. Visit our Facebook and Instagram or rallyofcanberra.com.au Thunder Media. On this episode of Inside Motorsport, we hear from the new Australian TCR champion, Josh Bucken. I hope you'll stay with us. Welcome to Inside Motorsport. Tony Whitlock and Craig Gravel, and we're joined by the newest of the national champions of Australia, Josh Bucken, the TCR 2023 champion congratulations josh yeah thank you tony thanks mate um yeah i think that's the first time i've been uh probably introduced <laughs> uh, to anything as that so yeah sounds very good it's a title that it was a bit a bit of years in the making because this is your third year with hmo customer racing yeah third year with the team uh we had a had a sniff of the title in in 21 um lost it needed basically to write the car off um, we needed to have a very good weekend so it was unlikely 22 we were a very good chance um evidently probably just looking back gave that one away a little bit uh through the year with with some with some things that happened but um then this year to to seal the title is uh very very satisfying one of the great things about it was it's your consistency across the year that uh, across all tracks. I mean, you had a couple of rounds that you weren't in the top five, but uh, you you were gaining points throughout the year and beat your teammate Bailey Sweeney by uh, I think it was twenty something points, was it? Yeah, I'm, mate. I'm not sure the final margin. One would do for me, to be honest. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I kind of. Again, lessons learned from last year and how important just collecting the points, being consistent, not getting the red mist in scenarios and going for moves for the sake of going for moves. Um, I I took that mould and applied it this year, particularly when, uh, in all honesty, we, we were testing the car, realising that we, we didn't have as strong a package as what we probably hoped for, in all honesty. Um the strongest car all year was was my teammates, um, reliability and speed wise, uh, and, and that shows in race wins. I think he had uh, five, I had two, and uh, you know, but I ended up with more podiums. I ended up, um, you know, with I guess a string of solid results, and it ultimately was enough to do the job. So, uh, yeah, definitely the mindset starting the year was to do what we did um, and how we did it. One of the things about the, the weekend just gone in Bathurst, it was an international race, obviously, with those TCR cars coming from all over the place. Um, so there was much bigger depth of field that, that all the drivers had to fight through. But you kept yourself, you qualified, I think, in the three races, always in the top three. Yeah, I mean, I was probably, um, you, you zoom out and look at the two rounds. Obviously, Will Brown had an, a, had an amazing Sydney um tony had an amazing bathurst but uh up until i decided to go full championship mode um i was probably the, the car that was the most consistent in the top five of the world and 
local cars. So, um, you know, over in Sydney, I had um, a couple of fastest laps. I was running at third in third at one point um, before the rain sort of derailed the weekend before then making up sort of 15 spots in two races to finish in the top five outright um, for, for the Sunday or for the final races at Sydney. And then Bathurst, yeah, I was running in the top six um, in race one, very comfortably, to, to be honest. Um, and it was only once I started to realise that I could help myself out a little bit by letting some Audis pass for race two that I, I dropped out of that um, front-running kind of uh, pack. But, um, yeah, we, we had a great car all through the last two rounds, and that was a massive role in, in sealing this thing as well. And, of course, while you had a, a terrific weekend, Unfortunately, your teammate, Bailey, went from leading coming into the round by 29 points to finishing second. Um, tell us, I mean, he had a uh, hose on the turbocharger come off. and Is that right? Yeah, in race two, they, they had a, an issue an issue like that. I was notified straight away that, that that's what was going on. Obviously, where that, that was my main race. Um and I, I pretty much knew from that on, from from that moment that uh, he was going to have a massive dent in the points, and I, I was going to have a massive boost. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I, I changed my approach a little bit from then on to um, just try and apply the pressure as much as I could. And uh, yeah, ultimately it, it worked out. One of the things that was obvious at the weekend was that uh, some of those international TCR cars, the Lynx in particular, but the Audis as well, both at at Sydney and also at Bathurst, were very fast. Um, did you think that there was something un untoward going on or was it just that, you know, the drivers learnt the track quickly at Bathurst? Oh, look, I, I didn't get behind a single car over the two weeks that I was better than down the straight, but uh, whether, that's, <laughs> whether that's something going on or that's just how it was, um, I'm not sure. But um, in terms of any time the steering wheel was being turned, um, you know, I, I didn't really feel like I had a disadvantage to many cars. I think in race three at Sydney uh, against the Audis, um, they definitely had a stronger car um, in, in all aspects. But, uh, yeah, when, when it came to Bathurst, I think, um, you know, large budgets and, you know, the, the factory teams kind of can flex their muscles a bit. And, uh, yeah, it showed, showed a little bit. Let, let's turn the clock back and... and to your start, your start in motor racing as such, um, you were a, a late beginner, shall we say, in go-karts. Yeah, I, I only got my first go-kart. Um, I can remember the date. It was uh, October of 2010. Um, and then I started racing in January of um, 2011. Had had no prior experience, um, nothing like that. And uh, that's where it all began. It kind of kicked off from there. You were an immediate disadvantage because you would have been sort of twice the size of some of the kids you were racing. Well, I, I, I raced one day in juniors uh, on the Saturday and then the next day was my birthday. You turned 16 and uh, I, I was eligible to race seniors. So I, I raced juniors on a Saturday and seniors on a Sunday. Um, I didn't think much of it, but apparently at the time that was a bit of a funny story and a big deal. So, um, yeah, I, I spent one day racing sort of, 12 and 13 year olds. And then the next day I remember lining up on the grid against a 40 year old. It was, um, again, nothing, nothing weird to me. Um, but, uh, yeah, there were certainly some people who had been around who thought it was unique, but, 
uh, yeah, I, I didn't ever, a lot of the crop of guys and girls who I compete against now, uh, I didn't compete against in karting. Um, by, by that stage, they either raced in a higher category because I was obviously starting at the bottom or they were already in cars. So, um, you know, a lot of the people I competed against towards the end of karting were actually the, the, the guys who were racing the Winterbottoms, the Courtney's, the Ryan Briscoe's of the world. And that's who I did my apprenticeship under, the real hard heads of, you know, 90s and early 2000s racing. And, um, you know, that's very much what I molded my style off and, and who I tried to replicate, which, um, yeah, is, is, is a little bit different to everyone else who's, I guess, kind of relevant at the moment, if you like. Okay, so you, from the go-karts, you then took a conventional path by going into Formula 4, then Formula 3. Was there something in between there? So I started as, it sounds very European, but I started as a test driver in Formula Ford uh, in, what year was it? It would have been twenty end of 2016. Um, so it was for Paul Liston and he basically uh, was worded up about me through uh, one of his old drivers. Um, and he had a current driver who was leaving. Paul would design his own cars. Uh, I, uh, and then he, he would, you know, heavily subsidize someone to race because he, he was just into it. Um, you know, he wasn't there paying for rent or anything. Um, he, uh, he, he was there just to go motor racing, real old school vibe and mentality. And he gave me a break. So I, he, he literally had me as a test driver for nine months, um, which was unreal. I, I was stoked. I, I would get new tires. I would get development parts for a car that he designed. So those early years with Paul, particularly that first and second year, um, really gave me a massive leg up without knowing it. I, I would just turn up, drive fast and tell him what I thought of the car, whether it was good or whether it was no good. And um, I didn't realise how much I was kind of taking on board. And the following following year, we started racing a little bit more regularly. And then, yeah, 2019, uh, Errol Gilmore gave me a chance in F3. He, he had some sponsorship that he would get each year from the local McDonald's proprietor. Um, Mark Ward was his name, is his name. And uh, he, he'd give a guy a chance every year. 2019, it was me. Um, and then after... Uh, after 2019, I was due to race S5000, actually. So at that point, I'd only ever raced a open wheeler. So that's all I knew. So S5000 was a was a good fit. And a gentleman had bought a car. He was after a driver who had come from kind of my background at the time, a younger guy. I, I kind of ticked all the boxes. He, he had some um, uh, people word him up about me as well. I was going to take that seat. Uh, COVID then came. We all paused. End of twenty, I got signed to uh, to race for HMO three Hyundai. So that's basically the, the the condensed version of of my rise through the ranks, I guess. So by the time you got to uh, TCR, um, you'd had uh, quite a few years in racing at a fairly high level in F three and and Formula Ford. Yeah, I, I had, and uh, you know, I was definitely up against bigger names uh, in TCR. I mean, our first year in 21 was stacked. We had Mostert, um, obviously the, the key name. We had uh, Lee Holdsworth, um, 
James Moffat, Michael Caruso, Jordan Cox, who had become quite well known in TCR, um, Tony Alberto as well. We had a, a, an amazing field, local, uh, sorry, lesser known people who have now become more known, like Aaron Cameron. He was always a massive talent. Uh, my teammate at the time, Nathan Morecambe, had, had won Australian GT and raced overseas for a number of years. We had a an incredibly stacked field uh, in 21 and 22, for that matter, um, and, and this year as well. So, um, you know, I always believed in my skill set. Everyone around me had always um, been complimentary of anything I'd done in a car. So, in in all honesty, once I got to that level, I was I was sure I could compete uh, if given the the right equipment and um you know even in that first year we uh we were running third for most of the year and uh, had won a couple of races got got a couple of podiums um and if it, it was a condensed year if it wasn't for some pretty horrific mechanical failures all throughout the last round at Bathurst I basically had three DNFs um I would have finished second or third in the championship so um yeah that that was a boost straight away and I, I knew I I could compete at that level Josh, congratulations. What have you thought about the World Tour coming to Australia and, and those two events that you raced in? Mate, I was probably a bit of a cynic at first. I, I didn't think that um, it would boost the category as much as what some people did, but after being involved, it was amazing. It was the best racing I've been involved uh, since karting. It was uh, phenomenal in, in every every single way. Um, it was exactly what i think people watching and people competing want touring car racing to be it was close um you know we were all on a similar level in terms of the tooling um obviously the european teams have more money and more time to test and develop so you know the cars ultimately can be a little bit stronger but i mean that's just how it is um the drivers are switched on um the teams are amazing it was everything I'd hoped it to be. So um, I can really see people leapfrogging throughout our domestic series, which was quoted by the Europeans as the strongest series they've come across globally. Um, I can see people entering our series just to do those two rounds at the end of the year. What about yourself? You are in the top 15, if I remember the points correctly, for the World Tour final. Uh, Is that something that's on your radar? Yeah, it definitely is. If I can do it, I, I certainly will. Um, but uh, ultimately, it's not my decision. It's got to come down to uh, to the to the brass at Hyundai, um, both locally and overseas. I, I know that uh, Marcello Lotti, who who runs um, WSC and TCR globally, he's very keen for me to go over and do it. We had a conversation after uh, after the final race at Bathurst where. Um, he thought, you know, the, the, the champion from Australia should be there considering how well received um, the competition was. Um, so, uh, yeah, look, if the opportunity is there, I'll, I'll certainly clear the diary for, uh, for Portimao. For next year, you signed up with the Hyundai team once again or are you looking to do a few different things? Uh, I'm, I'm not officially signed yet. Uh, I, I think we'll go into talks uh, over the next to the few weeks and, and try and work out next year. Everyone's pretty keen and there's already been some um, uh, some wheels turning uh, in the background to make it happen. So uh, hopefully it's it's all good and we can run the number one. Um, 
and yeah, I'll I'll definitely be. I mean, I, I race a number of things anyway through the year. You know, historic five thousand and some production car stuff as well. But uh, yeah, some GT stuff as well. I think might be sprinkled in there as well. So uh, yeah, hopefully, uh, I guess while I've got a got a decent profile from TCR, I can make the most of it and do some other stuff as well. I imagine, Josh, and I'm not saying that necessarily supercars is the number one objective, but I imagine you must be getting a call soon for a uh, co-driving seat. Oh, mate, that that would be very nice. Um, again, I'll I'll drive anything. If if it's a wheelbarrow and it comes with a check at the end of the gig, then uh, I'll, I'd happily put my hand up. But, uh, you know, supercars is a funny land. That's the appeal of TCR. It's a lot more accessible. You can race against the good guys and prove yourself a lot quicker than what you can in supercar land. If there's an opportunity that presents itself to to do anything uh, in in any car, I'll always take it, let alone in a supercar. Um, you know, TCR is my main focus at this point, and um, you know, I'm happy putting all of my eggs into that uh, while, while it's there. And tell me, have you had a test drive with any team uh, in a supercar? No, never driven a supercar. Um, yeah, I. Uh, it's funny. I, I've I've done uh, from from simulator stuff and just from people who have seen data of mine and whatnot over the years. I've always been told that I'd have a good style for a supercar, which is quite ironic. Um, but no, I've never driven one. Well, I think that opportunity will be coming up very soon for you, Josh. I wish you all the very best. I'm I'm really pleased to see that you, uh, uh, HMO, and Robbie Benson were able to uh, get that win. I'm sorry for Bailey on his part that uh, not to bring off a championship, but he's got plenty of years left in him. Uh, not that I'm saying you don't have, but at 28, you've, you've got plenty of racing still to come. All the very best. Look forward to catching up with you in the near future. Uh, maybe go and stick your head in Macau. Yeah, I'll definitely be watching over the weekend. Um, I've made a couple of friends with, uh, with some of the boys competing. So obviously I'll be flying the Hyundai flag uh, first and foremost, but yeah, a few of the other guys, Rob Huff, Jan Elishay, uh, we got quite chummy over the weekend. So uh, yeah, there'd be Hyundai first and foremost with big old Norby, but if he can't do it, then I hope one of those boys can. All right, well, enjoy it all, uh, Josh Buchan, the 2023 TCR champion. Great to see you win the championship and enjoy it all. Lovely to talk to you again. Thanks, Tony. Thanks, Jen. That's all for another edition of Inside Motorsport. Until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network. The Subaru Canberra Rally at Canberra returns this weekend for the grand final of the Bosch Motorsport Australia Rally Championship. Four-time winner Harry Bates will battle his brother Lewis for championship honours with a bumper field of contenders including Subaru's Molly Taylor lining up to spoil the party. Catch all the action on Saturday out past Connor Reserve and at the Cowan Rally Village on Sunday with the championship deciding Eero Power Stage and podium celebrations. Visit our Facebook and Instagram or rallyofcanberra.com.au.